Hello, welcome to From the Recruit. Uh, my name is John, uh, and this week's podcast is going to be a little different to the normal From the Rookery end. It is fourth round weekend, and I'm just going to give Mike a quick call. Good morning, John. Good Saturday to you, sir. Now, where, where are you at the moment? I'm in my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen too. I've just um, had a, an hour or so playing FIFA with Arlo, which has been uh, quite splendid. An uncharacteristically relaxed Saturday morning here at Parking Towers. Well, you, um, hang on, can I just check? Who, who won FIFA? Was it you or Arlo? Well, we were doing best of five, uh, and we both won two games each, so we've just paused the... Um, we've stopped the deciding game to, uh, to to speak to you, so it's all very, very tense here. So very, very, very tense. <laughs> wow. But also, a bit, a bit annoyingly, we were due to be around someone else's... go to someone's house, someone's house this afternoon for, for lunch, which is why we couldn't go up to, up to Newcastle. I've checked my phone this morning, a bit later than I'd normally check it, and I saw a message last night on WhatsApp that that's been cancelled. Oh, um, because the sickness in the house, and I thought, oh no, you had that 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 quick thing where you think, can I make it to Newcastle in time? Um, and I looked at the watch, and I looked at sort of Twitter, and saw the at the time that everyone else was leaving, uh, sort of five o'clock. It was sort of nine o'clock by the time I realised uh, our day was going to take a different shape. So I had that horrible sort of thing where I said, oh no, I could have gone if I'd have woken up. I'd seen my message last night, or if I got up early this morning, it could have been one of those famous days where you make a last minute decision to go and uh, and watch the game. But alas, it wasn't to be. So it's been uh, I've been Hammerby from the Swedish uh, Premier League, and Arlo's been uh, Juventus. That's, uh, so it's been fantastic here this morning. Well, that's, that's good because that, this is how this podcast is going to be a little bit different because none of us, because of life, because of um, uh, costs, because of lots and lots of family things, uh, are not going to make it up to Newcastle. So we, we're going. This podcast is going to be how we try and follow the game, uh, the fourth round game uh, away at Newcastle United, a team we we played a couple of times already this season uh, and not done the best as we could have done. Colin's going to be at home. He says listening on the radio. Geordie's going to be out and about. Um, and hopefully going to try and find one of those magical internet streams to be able to watch some of the game. So this is going to be you know, bits from throughout the day of us trying to figure out what's going on. And, and as, as lots and lots of Watford fans do, especially those around the world, that, that this is how you have to spend your Saturday afternoons. They're tense. They're, they're not fun, are they, Mike, trying to follow a game from a distance? It's difficult, isn't it? You'd always rather, you'd always rather be there. And I always find it a lot less stressful actually being at the game than than trying to follow it from afar absolutely yeah you feel like you've got a bit of, you feel like you've got a bit of, bizarrely you feel like you've got a bit of control over it yeah i'm exactly the same yeah he's exactly the same like like he's almost feel like i, I can't do anything because <laughs> i can't speak to the players but they don't listen to me anyway when i shout from the on the you know from the crowd but i suppose it's that thing of i just don't have the full picture of what's going on. Yeah, and it, and it just feels a bit weird when you don't have that sort of pre, you know, we've all got our match day rituals, whether it's home or away, you know, if it's an away game, we sort of leave a bit earlier, you kiss the, kiss the wife and kids and trudge off to the train station or whatever, or if, it, if it's a match at Vicarage Road, you leave at the same time and you and you walk the same way. And, and when you're not there on a day like today, you're sort of a little bit, you still wake up with that excitement of match day. You know, Leanne and the kids always know when Watford are playing because I always bounce out of bed and I'm singing and I'm sort of straight in the shower and about a hundred times more enthusiastic than I am on a, on a normal morning. But you still, you haven't got that sort of routine that you, that you slip into so comfortably after 30 years or whatever it is of, of watching Watford. So it is, it is different, but equally as exciting. It's sort of finding new ways of following it and you, you, you get you 
get other people's views on Twitter that you wouldn't normally normally do if you're on at the match, and you can follow it on on BBC on the TV. And it's pretty old school, isn't it? I was thinking the other day, it's a shame grandstands finished, but they have a a similar thing. I'm very rarely at home on a Saturday. They do have something like grandstand, don't they, with the scores coming in? So it's quite nice to watch that. And you, well, the one thing you can do is keep abreast of other matches as well. Quite yeah, nice that's, that's that's the thing for me. I do enjoy sort of seeing how the wider picture of the footballing world is um, going out. Sorry, I've just been talking about Eli. Eli, that is called tangerine orange. Yeah, my son Eli is. Sorry, mate. Ten, I'll have a look for a red. Yeah, uh, my son Eli is doing some colouring in. Um, you get a bigger picture of things, and I think that's some ways which makes me, um, especially to the end of this se- towards the end of a season, a little bit less stressed because you are you can sort of see how everyone else is doing, and, and maybe I don't make the the picture of Watford's uh, game as hellish because I know that Cardiff are losing and 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 Bourne, Bourne Burnley are losing and all those sorts of things, so my world is not not as bad. But there are those let's say out of control feelings as well. But we are playing Newcastle, Mike. I know it is the FA Cup. We love the FA Cup. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were away at Woking and we spoke about how we, we love the FA Cup, how we want Watford to have a, have a big run in it. And, you know, as ever, we, we want Watford to win. But this is Newcastle, Michael, who we have faced twice this season. One, an away loss up there uh, due to a set piece. Uh, and then a very frustrating draw at home. What can we expect today? Because it isn't going to be the same Watford team. And I suspect it isn't going to be the same Newcastle team. No, I think it'll be a very, very different Newcastle team. And you know what? It was interesting. I spoke to a, a Newcastle fans podcast in the week and, and they'd obviously looked back at the team Watford fielded against Woking and his initial reaction was to describe it as a, as a, as a mixture of fringe players and academy players. And I sort of raised an eyebrow when he said that. I thought, you, haven't, you don't know, do you? You don't know that Watford, <laughs> Watford's second string is actually pretty good. You know, that, that side had... Will Hughes in it, Chalabar, the big fat cuddly panda, Penuranda, the Gomez in goal. It's a really, really strong FA Cup side that, that took the took the field against against Woking. And and whilst it wouldn't be your first choice in a Premier League match, if that team did have to play a Premier League match, you wouldn't be like, ah, oh. you know, if it, as long if you yeah. unless you were playing Man City or something like that. You know, that team took the field against one of the lower half teams. You'd back them to, to put in a decent decent result. So, and I think the benefit Watford have got is numerous going into this game. A, we've got a deep squad. B, we've got a, a, a good position in the in the league that we don't have to worry too much about rotating the squad. We, we're safe. We can, we're not worried about those extra games that, that would come as a result of a cup run. Newcastle have other bigger fish to fry. They're still worried about the about their Premier League survival. I think they will get there because I think the team's worse than them. But their squad isn't great. It isn't as deep as ours, I don't think. I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert on the on the Newcastle squad, but I don't think, judging from what we've seen so far this season, that they've got um, a huge amount of talent in bulk waiting to come in. Um, whereas Watford have got a host of players who are fit. Um, will Hughes looking to come back from fitness, and then a load of other players who are looking to to stake a claim for uh, for a first team place in the Premier League. So, the FA Cup this year, I think, is worked really, really nicely for Watford. Um, and I think if we see the same side that, that, that started against Woking, I think we'll be in, in with a decent chance because I think Newcastle have no, no, no option other, to fe- other than to, to field um, a second-string side. The Premier League has to be their focus. You can tell perhaps what the, the appetite for it is amongst the locals by the fact that tickets are 10 quid. I think that probably says where the, where the fans' focus is as well. So I think this is a real opportunity. And it, 
I always think fourth round is a real sliding doors moment in the FA Cup. Win this, and you're in the FA, you're in the fifth round. Obviously, good morning. Here's Mike with my daily dose of uh, stating the obvious. But the fifth round starts to get real, doesn't it, as a, as a cup competition? It struck me watching it, the, the semi-final of the, uh, the Carabao Cup on Thursday night, the Chelsea-Tottenham game, how fervent the, the celebrations were amongst the, amongst the Chelsea players when they, they won, Con- contrasting that to the early rounds of the cup where no one seems to, seems to give two hoots. So it's yeah, a, little, a little clap and a little wave at the fans. Thank you very much. We'll be back for the next game. Is what it feels like in the first and second round of, the, of, the, of any cup competition, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. This is a big moment. This is a big opportunity for Watford. This is a big opportunity for Watford season. I'd like to see it. I think, do you know what? This is going to sound completely unmike like but I make his favourites for today. I think, I think our, wow. our B team, if you like, is much better than Newcastle's B team. I think we can go and play with a bit of freedom. There's no pressure on us. The Newcastle fans probably want, want Newcastle to progress, but deep down they'll know that a cup run isn't their priority. We can go... Um, and and give it all, uh, give it our all. Play with a bit of flair, take the shackles off, go for it, and uh, and try and set the uh, set the scene for a uh, for a memorable cup run. Where's this podcast? Will be uh, Mike, myself, Colin, and Geordie, sort of chiming in at different points throughout the afternoon uh, as we sort of see how this FA Cup game progresses uh, and what it's like uh, for us as fans trying to to find out what's going on with our club. Um, and, and, and trying our best to grab a bit of radio, grab a bit of television on an auto stream to see what's going on. But what I am, what, any goals that go in, of course, I think the BBC turned them around quite quickly. So we should be able to see some stuff like that uh, fairly sharpishly. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, and Mike, I shall speak to you later. Look forward to it. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Hi, it's Colin here. Um, I'm in my back garden uh, doing a bit of digging. You may hear the gentle thud of spade into earth as I get my vegetable patch ready for um, for the summer. Um, but less of my domestic uh, arrangements. Uh, I'm not going to the game today. So I've decided that I'm going to listen to the game on Five Live. In other words, I'm not going to listen to John Marks uh, on the website. I'm actually going to listen to Five Live so that they won't, they're not following the Newcastle-Watford game. So I shall be working out here in what is now light rain waiting for uh, the moment when they say and we're going to St James's Park there's been a goal and then there's that awful hiatus where they don't tell you whether it's for the home team or the visitors so that's that's my that's my uh, old school method of choice for listening to the game today I've just seen the lineup and uh, well we're playing a 4-3-3 not quite what I predicted uh, before the game we've got Jan Matt at right back Gomez and goal, obviously. Yamata right back, and then we've got Britos and Cathcart and Messina at left back. And then that's when now the big changes come in. So in the middle of the park, we've got Wilmot, Chalabar and Quina. And then up front, we've got Hughes, Success and Gray. And they put that down as a 4-3-3, although it may well be that Hughes plays on the right side of a four-man midfield. But it could be a kind of 4 one 2-3 with Wilmot uh, sitting deep and protecting the back four. Queen and Chalabar playing a bit further forward. I mean, it's an exciting lineup, isn't it? it? It's a lot of changes and it'll be interesting to see whether we can get uh, a kind of Reading-style performance uh, out of those players. Looking forward to hearing how we're doing. It's quite attacking to have success and Gray and Hughes and Chalabar and Queener. So he's obviously decided that these players are 
good enough to get the result. I haven't looked at the Newcastle side, so I don't know um, how strong they're going to be. But he has got the protection of Dini, Delefeu and Capu, I think, on the bench. So he's got quite a strong bench so that he can bring on in an emergency. But it looks to me like we're going to play uh, some form of... 4-3-3 which we haven't really seen from Javi before and it'll be interesting to see how we get on I'm pleased that we've got three midfielders because it's something I've been banging on about over the past uh, a few weeks about how when you just play Capu and Decore teams have slightly worked us out and they put an extra man in there and we've we've been bullied by Palace for long periods and by Burnley in that in that area of the pitch we've now got Chalabar Quina and Wilmot so that should stop that from happening because we'll have a third man in the centre of the park. Hopefully we can release the ball out wide to success who I assume will play on the left and Hughes will play down the right uh, with Gray central and it's good to see Gray back after uh, an injury layoff and hopefully he can get a couple of goals today and really uh, or just have a really good performance and um, build a bit of confidence for himself. So that's that's me thinking at the moment. I'm back to the gardening. I'm going to put the radio on at three o'clock and uh, and wait for news. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. One of the things about not being at the game is that you hear the media comments about the, about the game, and I've just heard the teams coming through just after two o'clock here, taking the opportunity to do a bit of housework, believe it or not. But yeah, the Radio 5 uh, commentator said, oh, you might expect Newcastle to be the, the stronger side, and indeed they are, um, referencing the amount of changes, I think, that Watford have made relative to Newcastle. But I think if you compare the two squads, the two teams that have been put in, I think Watford are the, uh, Watford are the stronger team out of the two. So interesting just to see... Um, the media's take on uh, on Watford because I don't get to hear it that very uh, well none of us do do we that sort of an hour before 45 minutes before it's very rare that we're in a position to listen to the radio so interesting to hear their take on it they say Watford are stronger they say Newcastle are stronger I think Watford are stronger about half past two half an hour to go to kick off uh, Arlo's getting a bit nervous he wants Watford to win come on you wants so it's Saturday afternoon about three o'clock Watford are playing and I'm on Vicarage Road but about 200 yards from my seat in the Rookery End and in Watford General. Nothing concerning fortunately, just that uh, my son's having his eyes tested and apparently when you're two years old uh, you don't go to a high street optician so he's doing it here. Uh, obviously uh, stuck in Watford General, not quite sure how I'm going to keep up to date. Obviously in the post-Brexit paradise that the uh, liars and charlatans promised us. The NHS will be awash with money and we'll all have kind of virtual reality headsets um, as, we, as we wait for our appointments so we can enjoy the games or at least uh, have some big uh, screen TVs. But at the moment, they don't seem to have that. I might be restricted to uh, social media, WhatsApp, uh, and if I can get any kind of coverage in here, maybe even a stream. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Come on, you horns. 20 past three then, just over, just around 20 minutes gone. And, well, first things first, I've been... I did. I was wondering earlier whether there was grandstand or final score. I've been catch, keeping one eye on the um, the BT Sport version of the uh, of Soccer Saturday, on which Chris Sutton has said Watford are a disgrace, and he really wants them to lose. So yeah, picking up on that that media perception on, of Watford's eleven changes is, was right because obviously people really have got the um, the hump about Watford's wholesale changes. Obviously not choosing to apply any context to it because we've got people coming back from injury and and so on and so forth. But I think it shows a lack of understanding doesn't it really of of Watford squad and I think that's all to our all to our credit really the other thing I've picked up on is is the frustration of of following these away games for for us supporters when you're not at the game I've seen on Twitter that people are trying to tune in 
um, on the radio and they're getting treated to the Wickham game instead. So, yeah, we, we really are spoiled being able to go to as many games as, uh, as we do because obviously following from afar you have to put up with, um, with punditry that perhaps isn't quite as informed as uh, it might ordinarily be and your uh, traditional channels of uh, consuming broadcasts are, are often not not as you'd hope but the game itself I think Watford have by the sounds of things have, have held their own quite quite nicely Queener probably with the best chance of the game with a, with a shot that was from far out we've seen him do well in, in cup competitions with his with his strikes from distance and uh, he did did well there Good forced a good save from the keeper and most notably of all Daryl Yanmat was about to take a shot and he got fouled on the edge of the box, and that went to VAR. They checked for a penalty, and by the sounds of things, they got the, the decision right. It was just outside the box, but very, very close. Yeah, fascinating stuff. So VAR has played a part already, probably going, as we, as we expected, pretty, pretty close, pretty tense. But um, yeah, the watching world want Watford out by the sounds of things, which makes me want them to win even more. 20-odd minutes gone, Newcastle nil, Watford nil. Come on, you Goldens. <laughs> Well, this really is tough going. This there was me thinking uh, putting up with ill-informed pundits was going to be the hardest part of the uh, of the day. I'm now currently up to my neck in homework. So half an hour gone. I'm not sure what's happened in the last ten minutes or so because I've been working with Flo to work out the uh, the difference between personification, similes, alliteration, and onomatopoeia. So there you go. There's the four words I didn't think I'd be saying necessarily with uh, 32 minutes gone uh, with Newcastle nil, Watford nil. I'll keep you posted with the homework. Um, but yeah, all sorts of things going on today. It's quite tough going, isn't it? Go on, you audits. 3.36 now, and we've moved on to working out how big Mars is at the moment. Yep, so we've gone from uh, alliteration and onomatopoeia and that sort of stuff to Mars, which is apparently the second smallest planet in the solar system. So there you go, nil-nil at Watford. So it's half-time at St James's Park, and it's nil-nil. I think things have gone off the boil since a pretty bright start from Watford, but did you know it'll take approximately 300 days to get from England to England, from the world, from the Earth? God, what am I getting at? It's a good job I'm not doing flow so much. It'll take 300 days to get from Earth to Mars, and I reckon it might take about 300 days before we get a goal in this game. That's done it. If that doesn't do it, nothing will. Someone's going to score in the first couple of minutes in the second half now. But nil-nil, I think Watford have done, um, by the sounds of things, from what I've gathered, what I've picked up, Watford have given a decent account of themselves. Probably had the better chances than Newcastle. Uh, posed the bigger threat, which makes a mockery of all the uh, nonsense going on about how many changes Watford made versus how many changes Newcastle made. So I'd say Watford just about in the ascendancy, but it feels like to me, from what I've managed to pick up and garner from the various sources, that uh, the game's frazzled out, fizzled out a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take this opportunity just to go and check how Arlo's getting on with his homework, just out of interest. If you were bothered, he's having to make top trumps about four different cities in the in the country. So... There you go. It's all going in the parking household today, isn't it? Seems like our FIFA tournament first thing this morning might be the highlight. Let's hope Watford put a bit of brightness into it. Nil-nil at half-time. So I've just come in from the garden. Uh, We've just scored a goal. Come on. And it's Andre Gray. Apparently, a strike from just inside the box, went under the keeper... Going back out in the garden now, um, and uh, yeah, a, a bit of good bit of work in midfield apparently from from Husey, and then a through ball, and Gray hit it. Uh, getting plenty of uh, detail from my pals up at St James's, but uh, yeah, we've taken the lead. So so much for Watford reserves. Let's hope we can hang on. 
67 minutes gone. Penuranda, Penuranda, he's an awesome scoring panda. Penuranda, Penuranda, he's an awesome scoring panda. So, yes, Penuranda on for our goal scoring hero, Andre Gray. Let's hope that Penuranda can do the biz. Ars, how are you feeling about the game so far? Oh, good. And what have you been doing while the game's been on? My homework. And how did that go? Boring. What's better, doing homework or seeing Watford win? Seeing Watford win. Come on, you on it! Come on! God, it's ten to five, and I really have worked out why I go to as many games as possible. Keeping up with this is difficult. We're just about to head out. We're going out for a spot of uh, early evening dinner. Um, Arlo's keeping tabs on the game while I get myself sorted. All of a sudden, hear a massive roar. Goal, goal, goal! Me being a Watford fan, assume it's an equaliser, so I say, oh, for Newcastle, and Arlo goes, yeah, yeah. I went, oh. And he went, yeah, 2 0 to Watford. Isaac. I'm like, yeah. Oh, what a roller coaster of emotions. So within 10 seconds, I've gone from thinking we've thrown it away at the last to getting it over the line. Come on, you Hornets. But crikey, what an up and down day. Looking forward to the fifth round, but I'll definitely try and get there if I can. So, Geordie here again. Um, my odyssey around Watford brings me to John Lewis. Uh, impeccably timed as I made it into the TV section just as the BBC final score were given an update on our 2 0 win, uh, which is a nice surprise. From Isaac's success, his prominence on the screen, I assume he got the second goal, checked it on the phone, and indeed he had. So that's two goals for our two strikers. I was hoping that players would take their chance, and it seems to be what they've done. So great, great well, well done to them. Um, great news. Through to the next round. Hopefully, no, no injuries and no suspensions are going to temper my excitement when I find out actually what happened during the game it's a bit weird actually normally if we're away I kind of relocate to Canada or the Middle East or somewhere so I can at least watch the game on uh, on TV but today kind of as I've been doing my errands around Watford it's been it's been almost like a throwback to the days we used to like watch football on on CFAX or on Teletext just trying to grab snippets of of, uh, of, the, of updates um, but without any real context as to how the game's going I guess it's good that it wasn't like a 4-3 or something where the, the goals kept going back and forth it looked like a nil-nil board draw which hopefully we were doing well in but not scoring and uh, it transpires that eventually pressure told and the horns are on their way to Wembley and not just to watch Spurs fantastic so I'm still in the garden I have been in a couple of times for a cup of tea and uh, it's getting quite dark now and uh, we've done it we went away, we played the reserves, according to Chris Sutton, and, uh, and we beat Newcastle in the end pretty comfortably. I have had a little look uh, at the second goal, and uh, what a great goal it was. Uh, Penaranda picked it up in, uh, in midfield. He, he uh, strides forward with the ball at his feet. Queener makes a run out to his left. He slips the ball into Queener, who's in yards of space. He takes the ball into the box. He looks across. He sees Isaac, who's made a diagonal run from left to right. He's at the far post. Pinpoint pass. Isaac scores 2-0. Now that is a glimpse of Watford youth. And that is a glimpse of Watford's future. Fantastic. Come on, you Orns. We're the Orns. You're the Orns. Come on, you Orns. Hello. Hello, Michael. Good afternoon, John. How's it going? Uh, very well. Well, it's Sunday now, and um, as, as we all know, uh, it was it was 2-0 win. So, what can we take from this game going forward? Because it, cause it's an FA Cup game, and, and we, we've got another one to come. And you, you sort of expect that the, the, a lot of this 11, maybe not all of them, uh, will be 
you know, hoping to, to keep their place in the FA, FA Cup squad. But that's just one more game. Do you think there are now more challenges for the first 11? Yeah, I think there are. And I think what it does, it just does show the strength in depth. I mean, everyone kicked off yesterday about Chris Sutton's comments about changing 11 personnel. And to be fair, having looked back on Twitter, there are quite a few Watford fans as well who are a bit despondent, a bit disgruntled about the um, amount of changes. But I stand by my initial feeling that that was a decent side. And I think they, the game yesterday wasn't great, was it? We've worked out that it wasn't a, an amazing spectacle. But Watford won the game comfortably. And I think a, lot of, a couple of players came out with quite a lot of credit. By the way, if I sound a little bit out of breath, because I am, I'm walking. <laughs> I think Britos has come back in and, and he marshaled, uh, what, to be fair, what little attacking threat Newcastle had fairly comfortably. So perhaps Miguel Britos is staking a claim for a Premier League match day inclusion. Queener, I thought, was good again. He, he served the ball up nicely for Rising success for the second. Also went close early on and he showed that sort of bravery and that, the confidence to take the ball on and have a, have a shot early yesterday. So I think he'll have reminded Gracia that he's a, he's a decent player. But Hughes really stood out for me, what I saw. I thought he was not confrontational, he's sort of aggressive but skillful and quick. And I really like Will Hughes. I think he's, he's a fabulous player. And I think if we can keep him, keep him fit, he's going to be someone who's really, really important to us for the rest of the season. I just think we've got a really good squad. Because the interesting thing is, I, I was sort of thinking after the game, and again after Chris Sutton's uh, comments, that you know we made we made eleven changes uh, against Woking, not just because it was to give them more game time, but probably because of the huge number of games the first team had played uh, in the weeks before that. And then this game, this fourth round, is just before we go and play Tottenham. And another Premier League game is within days. It isn't another seven days away. The next fifth round looks like it will be uh, on a Saturday, on a, on a weekend, with a week before and a week after before the next game. So do you think, again, you said, you mentioned earlier on about the seriousness as, as the Cup goes on. Would you want maybe the next round to be more traditional starting eleven that we see week in, week out? I think it's important that we take this opportunity seriously. It's, we, we haven't got to this stage in the, in the Cup very, very frequently um, of late. Um, and now, what, what are we? We're sort of like the fifth or sixth best team in the entire competition now. Um, so, admittedly, the, the teams better than us are quite a bit better than us. You know, you're looking at Manchester City and those sort of guys. But this is a real opportunity. It depends who we play as well, I think, John. I think you have to be realistic in, in as much as, it, you know, Woking is a different proposition to to Newcastle, as is um, Tottenham, or as in, you know, it's, it's Barnet v Brentford tomorrow night. You'd, you'd, see, you'd probably see a different team if we, if we end up with Barnet at home, as we do if we've got, I don't know, Liverpool away, perhaps. So it, it all depends. I think we just need to take it seriously, and we need to recognise that this is an opportunity for this team, you know, to go down in history, really. When it gets to a, a down to a one-game shootout, which, which it is... Um, in the later rounds, anything can happen. We've not, this, this team has shown that they're capable of, of doing well against um, some of the better teams. So we have to take it seriously. If we, if we feels like we've thrown it away, then I'll be disappointed. And I think I won't be the only one by a long shot, will I? Because there was, there was a lot of grumbling yesterday when the, when the team came out. So if it's perceived that we do throw this chance away, 
I think it will go down very badly. And I think Gracia will realise that. When you just said going down in history, it reminded me of your reaction to the semi-final at Crystal Palace <laughs> against Crystal Palace <laughs> and how you it was we had given up and we didn't take that chance. Um, and I suppose we want that opportunity again. I often think about that, and you don't get to the, you don't get to semi-finals of of FA Cups, certainly not with winnable games like that was against against Crystal Palace. Um, and you know there was. Um, you know, there was other things at play by that stage, weren't there? It was, it was, it was, it was, it was all going a bit wrong one way or another. Forgiven is the wrong word, but if we if we throw it away, then we'll regret it. We'll, we'll regret it. Um, so if, there is a chance if we win a trophy to win a pot. It's it's something that we haven't really come close to in in our lifetime, isn't it? Supporting Watford. So to get to get close with this likable team, with this likable manager, we're in the fifth round. I said I said yesterday that the this is a bit of a sliding doors moment, isn't it? People often slip out in the fourth round and, and you forget about the tournament. But once you're in the fifth round, you start sort of counting the games and you realise how close you are actually to, 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 to getting deep into the tournament. So I'm, I'm really excited by it, but I think it is a challenge, isn't it? It's, it's difficult to, to strike the balance because you do want us to carry on doing well in the, in the Premier League. And that requires us to be just being safe. We've, we've talked a lot about just being safe isn't really enough for us, is it? So I think it would be wrong to say, well, we're safe in the Premier League. Let's give up on, not give up on it, but sort of avert our attention from that and go go for the cup. I think we still have to be pragmatic and look after the, the, our league form as well. That the giving um, up on the league bit, I think, only comes if we get to the semi-final. It isn't, you know, it's not the quarter-final. It's definitely not the fifth round. But we, but we do have this league to, to keep going in and to safety and maybe beyond uh, with a game at Wembley uh, against Spurs on Wednesday. We'll be there. And we'll do a little mini podcast uh, around that game. So we are happier going into this game against Spurs because two of their top players are injured and one's coming back from a, a very long flight uh, and international competition. Or is that is that me just being a, a, a bit narrow-minded about exactly what kind of squad uh, Tottenham have? No, I think it's absolutely right to be to look at the, the state Tottenham are in. They're having a, a bit of a run time of it, aren't they? They're, they're not in the greatest of forms. Um, and some of their key players are missing, so... You know, any opposition, you'd like to play them when they're at their weakest. But I prefer to look at it as Watford being in a strong situation. Yeah, I've heard someone talking about momentum and how you can't touch it, you can't, you can't taste it, you can't quantify it, but you can feel it. And the games like yesterday, winning in the, in the Cup, gives everyone a bit of added momentum, doesn't it? Which is what we needed after the Burnley game, where things felt a bit, well, I feel like we've stagnated a little bit there. So there's a bit of, there'll be a feel, feel good factor about the club. The, the first team players will be absolutely desperate to get the shirt back on and get back out there. Playing at Wembley, albeit against Tottenham, but they're playing against one of the big boys with an opportunity to perform well. So, yes, it's a good time to play Tottenham, but I think it's a good time for, from our point of view as well. And I think it's great that the days are gone when we go there thinking, we'll just go to Wembley, it's close, easy on the tube, we'll just go and watch it and, and see what happens. Whereas now we're going thinking, well, we're not on a level playing field because Tottenham are bigger than us, but we can go and actually partake in the game and really take it to them and, and provide a real challenge to them. So, yeah, I'm really excited, really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm sure Watford are We'll be uh, back again on, uh, on uh, maybe, maybe late Wednesday, Thursday, uh, with a special podcast uh, around that game at Wembley. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Colin, thank you to Geordie uh, for uh, sharing their afternoons, uh, as well as yourself, Mike. And on to the fifth round of the Football Association Challenge Cup. Come on, you horns!